Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome to yet another, <laughs> yet another, I don't know what, uh, episode of Lynn Cullen's Still Alive. And uh, it's May 6th, and it's like winter, and it's dreary, and that doesn't help, is all I want to say. But uh, far be it for me to complain, right? Uh, I would so love to be able to do nothing but a lighthearted show, but how, God, I mean, it's... um, it's pretty hard. <laughs> you know, you would think at a certain point you would stop being, when I say you, I mean me, and probably a lot of you, uh, you would stop being staggered by the sheer meanness, ineptitude, ugliness, almost treasonous behavior of this administration. And I say treasonous because every president swears to protect the nation. They don't swear to protect their own reelection chances. They don't swear to protect only the red states. <laughs> they don't swear to protect their own filthy lucre and power. The job, as it is written, is to, to serve and to protect the people of the United States. Of course, now even the very name of our country (laughs) is laughable. These are no more united states than I am a blonde babe of 35. These are disunited states heading to, if not already in, uh, a new civil war. So everything, I mean, how am I supposed to do a fun show? That's all I want to know. Because obviously at some point in the next uh, 60 minutes, 58, 57, if anyone's really counting, I... I am I'm going to have to uh, respond to some of the horrors that have been visited upon those of us who actually read and uh, pay attention to what our government, and there again, um, I'm not sure what we have qualifies as a government. It bears the trappings of one, but it is a desiccated skeletal, non-functioning entity 
headed by a monstrosity of a human being. Okay, here's something I did laugh at, although I wasn't sure whether I was laughing or crying. It was one of those where, you know, there's a, just like there's sometimes a very thin line between love and hate. Believe me, there can be a very thin line between laughter and tears. I happened to see a network newscast, and there, unfortunately, before my eyes, is the orange monster, and he has set his face in what he sees as a I'm paying attention face. It had sort of a quizzical look, tilt of a head. He was listening to someone at an Arizona factory explain how they made these masks. He had traveled across the country to Phoenix just to put on that face and to look interested. And despite the fact that the factory floor he walked onto uh, had signage all around it, which said, quote, please wear your mask at all times. This leader, of course, did not. Strangely, he opted for safety glass, the masks. And he instead donned safety glasses, which no one asked him to and no one else was wearing. Uh, But the thing that really made me feel like I was living in, I don't know, a cross between the twilight zone and um, some, you never start, never start a sentence like that when you don't know where it's heading. I mean, I knew twilight zone, but I didn't know what the other thing would be. A cross between the twilight zone and black mirror. Because as the guy, also maskless, who was trying to show the president of uh, these disunited states what what they were uh, making, there was this loud music playing. This is on a factory floor. Okay. There's loud music playing. How the president could even hear this guy is beyond me because blaring out of a loudspeaker somewhere was Guns and Roses Live and Let Die. What in the name? Live and Let Die, which could almost be That should really be the music that plays Trump in and out, not not the ruffles, hail to the chief, or any of that other stuff. This is the song, Live and Let Die. 
You couldn't have made it up. The president, in the midst of a pandemic, traveling across the country, supposedly to show Americans how nimble industry was being, that this plant turned from building aerospace equipment to masks. Because all over the country, hospitals, medical people, people on the front lines are begging for masks, masks, masks. We are told to wear masks, masks, masks. And there he is, refusing to be the role model that his job requires of him by wearing a mask, refusing to have any of his entourage wear a mask. Standing in the mask factory, maskless, talking about, yeah, people are going to die, but we got to get this economy up and running. Guns and roses, cue them, live and let die. Now, what I don't know is who picked the music. My guess is the White House. I don't think when they do a photo op like this whole trip was, and essentially his reelection campaign should be paying for it because it was for his reelection. Uh, the the Trump campaign, you know, makes sure that everything is as the optics are as they want them. So my guess is that song was actually picked by the White House. I don't think Honeywell, which owns the plant that they were in. I can't imagine some button-down exec at Honeywell saying, hey, and I got a great idea. When the president is here looking at our product, let's play really loud Guns and Roses Live and Let Die. You know what I just realized? I don't have my cell phone here, so I don't know if Anyone's calling. Hang on while I walk through my little house and locate my my phone. Oh, dear. Uh, So, there was that. (laughs) Which, again, as I said, you would think at this point even though things are so unsteady, unstable, unbelievable, that we would at least have our legs under us enough not to be literally staggered by what this repulsive human being who was elected to the presidency of the United States. Oh, does that... Did I finish that sentence? I think not, because I'm trying to do two things at once. (sighs) 
And then, of course, I saw a clip of, what, some guy from ABC, I think, I don't know what, interviewing him, some anchor, one-on-one, I don't know, CBS, whoever the hell he was, who asked the monster in chief, you know, what do you tell the families of the 70,000 plus people who we've already lost to this? What do you say to them? Obviously trying to get this totally narcissistic, totally non-empathic president to say something that showed he had even a clue of what people were going through. And he said something like, we love you. He started with, we love you. And within two other phrases, which in, of course is bullshit, at two other phrases, he was onto money, which is really where he lives. We're supplying vast amounts of money, he said. So they might have dead relatives, dead loved ones, dead parents, dead children, whatever, but we got money. We got money coming. Our economy is going to be raging. They're going to be so proud. WTF. <sighs> All right. Uh, for some reason, my email is acting up here, guys. Um, you're saying that this song was originally written right for the James Bond film of the same name. This is Barbara. But wasn't it Guns N' Roses singing it? I mean, I, I don't know. Wasn't I thought it was. When it comes to pop culture, I am really out to lunch. Um... Little Tony says Trump said he was going to wear a mask. <laughs> I think he and those like him must think it's a sign of weakness, of course, because uh, their sense of macho is, uh, is you know, bully boy, rules don't apply, I ain't a wuss, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, an 11-year-old's or uh, 12-year-old boy's uh, sense of what it is to be a tough man. Meanwhile, the vice president uh, has been heard to apologize (laughs) for not wearing one at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, So, I don't know. Russ writes, why doesn't Biden take advantage of these gaffes? by Mr. Agent Orange and do visits to places wearing masks and gloves and seeing what is going on and showing how a leader actually functions. Uh, Maybe Live and Let Die was a company there showing how they felt about the president. I I almost thought, it seemed like almost like a, 
as if yes, some a hacker got into the you know playlist or whatever and said I'm going to show these guys. I'm going to, but I don't. That is not what happened. They chose it. I am quite sure. And as for Biden showing himself and coming out of the woodwork and doing stuff like that, I absolutely agree with you. While modeling good social you know, distancing and all that kind of stuff. We do have a caller, I'm told. So, uh, hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Live and let die was originally Paul McCartney and Wings. But, oh. uh, yeah, but uh, Guns N' Roses version, that is totally catering to, and I'm going to be nasty, his redneck, idiotic, yeah. Young male, what young white male, youngish white male, I'll say, you know, audience. And it was intentional. For, for, it was absolutely intentional. Yeah. And, and yes. And it's just like sympathy for the devil. That was his camp, campaign slogan at the, you know, that, that was the song that always played at all his uh, rallies. <sighs> I mean, he, he's, he's a creep. I mean, we know he's a creep, but like he's, he's now flaunting it. I mean, he just—it's just disgusting. Well, what he does, and it's his mo, is he always doubles down. Because again, in his mind, uh, to do anything that might look like a step back or an apology or an admission or anything is a sign of extraordinary weakness, as far as he's concerned, and that is why he only, you know, moves forward, keeps pushing the same thing he will not I, I never have you ever heard him apologize i don't i, I don't think oh, he no. ever had well, well remember remember back you know when when the press was given bush and cheney a bunch of flack like they never admitted any wrongdoing and then finally i think at some point they got shamed into saying oh well we did make a mistake here because it was like it was ridiculous. They, you know, they were just completely on their high horse the whole time, and yeah. and, you know, and those were the good old days. But those were but, the good old uh, days. Speak, speaking of Bush, um, I mean, it, it's the fact that he didn't, you know, grasp what Bush was saying and jump on board. He, he even attacked that. Like, like, well, of course, we're, we're, he took it as a he, he took it as a criticism. It's like no, that's not that's called an opportunity, idiot. And well, I don't, you know, it's like I don't know. I, and and the thing is, is, at some point, I would just love to see Bush and Obama come out and say, "Look, guys, we got to get our act together. This guy's not leading us. You know, somebody." Well, I mean, you know, I've I've been wondering uh, for months and months and months and months why the, why all the presidents, uh, past presidents, don't do something like that, but. You know, they've obviously, um, my guess is, talked about it, thought about it, and have said, uh, no, it'll only uh, play into his hand. Somehow we can't do it. Hey, I got another call. I want to hey, hey, get hey, on to the call. Real, Thank real, you. Wait, wait, real quick thing, real quick. Uh, we, my, my father-in-law died a couple of years ago, and my wife was the executor to his will. We got, because she's the executor, we received a $1,200 stimulus check in his name yes, uh, a couple of days ago. And my wife called the, the, our accountant. They said, it's done deal. You, you just cash it. They, they've already cut it. And so 
We deposited. Guess what? I think that's $1,200 going to DNC this year. Assholes. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you might enjoy okay. That, but anyway. Thank bye. you. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bye. Oh, okay, dear. Bye. bye. Hey, caller. Hello. It's Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Lynn. It's Jeff. Just calling to say hello. Oh, hi. A couple of things, <laughs> couple of things <laughs> on my mind here. In the time that I dialed the phone and lost the stream, I don't know. It was Paul McCartney that originally did the Live and Let Die. But thing. the one that was, was playing it? was Guns N' Roses. Well, yeah, which is the uh, more obnoxious version, actually. Well, sure, but, uh, I'm sure. At least more in, at least in your face, opinion. more Trumpian. Trump doesn't strike me as a wings-type person. And real quickly, you know, you have that, what is it, kind of like a survival kit you've been talking about and yeah. wondering how the heck you got it. Yeah. It occurred to me that Sam had gone through a phase of the robots taking over the world or something like that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, well, <laughs> no, but that wasn't maybe it. it. Was in, he, maybe it was in preparation for that. <laughs> it wasn't a phase. It was like he was, uh, you know, he was absolutely right. The quote was, Mom, you're lucky. You won't ever have to live under robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? In a way, we're all he's living right. under a robot. I know. Overlord, yeah, right, you know? right. I and mean, the real. It seems, Go ahead. It just gets so surreal. It's a. I don't know if you remember the old cartoon uh, Underdog, and the villain in the uh, cartoon was Simon Bar Sinister. <laughs> and he was always coming up with some machine to like change the weather or something like that. And I swear that Trump is like a caricature, a cartoon villain. Just when you think it can't get any more bizarre, it gets more bizarre. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Well, but, it and uh, I, 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 we're both. I I hate cell phones, and I hate this when we're always sort of like just one millisecond behind each other, and so we keep sort of. Stepping on each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, sorry about that. No, uh, it's no one's fault. It is, it is just the technology, the robot overlords haven't, you know, haven't really perfected this yet. <laughs> yeah, but, but real quick, I think you're feeling the same way I am and a lot of people when you see all these people in the Wisconsin State house and you know just so much meanness and lack of empathy and but i keep thinking that there are so many more good people out there there are so many kids that are like going to be graduated that should be having you know graduation parties and i'm I telling know. you what the majority of these kids are really good kids and I feel for him. Uh, oh, I look I forward too. to actually seeing Obama's address. Uh, you know, he's going to yeah. be doing a, they're doing a national graduation kind of a thing, which is really cool. Is that um, this Saturday uh, or is it in a few, two weeks or something? I, I, I don't know. think it's this Saturday, but I'm not sure. So, yeah. uh, but you know, but yeah, there's a lot of good, there's, a, there's a little thing on channel 13 every once in a while they put in between shows where these girls are making, something little baskets or something about kindness and these two little girls are just so cute and just so loving and so nice it just warms my heart and uh 
you got to remember too that Hillary Clinton won by three million votes. I know, you know but every just, time they, I remember that, it makes me sick. It just yeah. the whole thing. I'm standing outside right now on my porch, smoking a cigarette. But <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> this weather doesn't help any at all either. No, <laughs> no, like it really doesn't. It really so. doesn't. After after yesterday's show, I I just I thought. Now what do I do? I mean, it's just sort of like this sort of, it's so depressing and enervating and very unmay-like. I've been been chopping firewood for next Mm. year, okay? And I've I've been thinking, I'd be done with this firewood like back in like the end of uh, March, beginning of April. And I'm still using it. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I won't have any for next year. You know? Right, so, right, right. I hear you. Hey, but, thank you. But I just want to check in and say, keep on the sunny side, Thanks, kid. Jeff. You know, thank and, you. Uh, and you know what? Oh, it was real nice to hear your mom a couple of weeks ago on the phone. She sounds great. Sounds oh great. yeah. So give my love to her and to Susan. She she raised them good kids. Ah, uh, so, you're a dear. Thank you. And, uh, I'll keep you on be well. Okay. 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 Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Um, you know, uh, he he was talking for a moment there about uh, he mentioned Wisconsin, and there the Wisconsin Supreme Court like met uh, dealing with a, um, I think again those horrible Republicans in in Wisconsin, uh, uh, their lawsuit against the Democratic governor to you know loosen restrictions to open things up, blah, blah, blah. And that Supreme Court is packed with because they've owned the legislature, and so they've packed the Supreme Court. And uh, one of the, one of the, um, and I think it's a woman, some awful woman is her name, first name is Patience. Please tell me I'm not... I, Wait, I got to find her name. <laughs> Wait a minute. She, uh, this has to do with uh, the fact that things are spiking in smaller towns and uh, and rural areas because of often of, uh, you know, these meatpacking plants and uh, and one of the hot spots right now is where my hometown where my mom is in Green Bay Brown County because of a meatpacking plant uh there and this i'm looking for it the quote and i am not finding it this god awful uh justice of the Wisconsin Supreme Court actually in the argument said that you know you look at these numbers and she suggested that because the people who had been felled by the virus in Brown County uh were these meat packers in other words they were probably brown people or black people. Um, she actually, this, and I can't find the statement, and I'm so sorry. She, she actually said in the course of uh, these oral arguments, uh, uh, but these are not, 
she said something like, these are not people. These are not our people, she was saying. So somehow, if, I mean, it, it's such a horrific quote that you can't, you can't believe anyone actually uttered it. And, you know, Republicans are, are absolutely right out there about how they don't care. As a matter of fact, they, frankly, I think, prefer. They want to believe that this virus is only killing people of color and Democrats. And that's why it'll be okay. And Trump openly talks about not helping the states controlled by Democrats, even though they might have been experiencing the the worst of this at up till now, and and actively shaking down uh, governors before they can get his his help. And you know what it's exactly like? He's doing to all of us now what he tried to do to the president of Ukraine, which got him impeached. He's saying, yeah, I could maybe help you, but you're going to have to do me a little favor, right? You're going to have to cooperate with ICE and round up your brown people. You're going to have to stop having these sanctuary cities, or I ain't helping you in this pandemic. That is exactly what he did to Ukraine in its moment. They're at war with Russia and he won't help them until they investigate Joe Biden and his son. This president is so far and away the most horrible human being I have ever been aware of. I mean, living concurrently with um, and he was heard to say before he got on the plane to go off to the mask factory, he said, I'm viewing our citizens to a certain extent, to a large extent, as warriors. They're warriors. We cannot keep our country closed. We have to open our country. What he's saying is, We, the people, are going to have to die. Warriors get killed. I'm viewing our great citizens of this country to a large extent as warriors. We cannot keep our country closed. This is how this guy's head works. He's not alone. We got a whole bunch of other Republicans. Uh, saying the same thing. We know people will die. We're pretty sure it won't be us. 
but them, they can take the hit. Oh, my God. Beyond belief. Uh, yeah, Paul, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man. Yeah, that's scary. Anytime you see her name, you think, oh, oh. And yeah, she was in a hospital. Um, something with her gallbladder. But she's, uh, she's of course... <laughs> Hanging in, she's out of the hospital, she'll be doing her job, blah, 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 blah. But God, what an amazing woman. Okay, uh, Barbara, you just reminded me of something I definitely want to rant about. So the U.S. Senate is is back. Um, Mitch McConnell, that hero of our democracy, has uh, called all 100 senators back because, well, you know, I mean, we're in the midst of the most horrific uh, pandemic uh, that we have ever experienced, and we certainly could use our government uh, working. But here's the thing. He didn't call them back for anything having to do with this. He called them back so that they could vote on one more totally unqualified right-wing judge to put on the D.C. Circuit Court, which is the one of the most powerful courts in the land, and a jumping-off point for the Supreme Court. If you haven't been paying attention, so he is risking the lives of the Senate to come to push through this nomination, because they got the votes, of yet another ill-qualified, totally ill-qualified candidate who's about six years old. That's what they're doing. All right, he's 37. 37. Let me explain who this guy is. You may recall that in March, Justice Kavanaugh of the Supreme Court was sort of MIA for a day. And it turns out because he had traveled to Kentucky, that would be Mitch McConnell's state. And he had done it specifically to swear in an incompetent judge for the Western District. A kid also, who happened to have worked for him, clerked for him, I believe, once. This guy was named Justin Walker, and Kavanaugh and McConnell both loved this guy, and they proudly stood by as he took the oath, and when he finished, this new judge showed his judicial temperament by turning to Justice Kavanaugh and saying, what can I say that I haven't already said on Fox News? In Brett Kavanaugh's America, we will not surrender our work or our cause or our hope or our dream. 
That's not a judge talking. That's an ideologue or an ideologue, but I think idiot log. That guy who they swore in for the Kentucky court two months ago is the guy they've now decided to put on the D.C. circuit. So he spent less than two months in that job, and now they've kicked him up to the D.C. circuit. And that is why the Senate has been called into session in large part. 37 years old. No trial experience. None. But oh, does he have the right friends in high places. Mitch McConnell and Justice Brett Kavanaugh. It doesn't hurt, of course, that he's the grandson of a millionaire power broker in Kentucky who was always there for Mitch. Never mind that one of the senior judges on this D.C. appellate court asked for an inquiry into why all of a sudden one of the more liberal members of that court decided to retire, thus opening a seat for this young, inexperienced, totally unqualified, according to the American Bar Association and anybody else, so they could stick him on the D.C. court, which will mean that for the rest of our lives and the rest of our children's lives, this guy and hundreds of others like him will be ensuring that the Republican right-wing agenda continues, even if we, the people, throw him out. Someone explaining why it's all happening says it's the ultimate wielding of power, and that's what Mitch lives for. Just to give you a sense of this guy's judicial temperament, he did in his current job that he's had for a few months, um, found in favor of a church in Kentucky uh, last month in a decision, uh, get this, the name of the uh, church is On Fire Christian Church. Yeah, the On Fire Christian Church. That church had sued the mayor of a city, uh, Louisville, actually, because he had dared to urge faith leaders to avoid large gatherings for the Easter holiday. And this church sued. And this judge, this 36-year-old pipsqueak, Kavanaugh's little guy, McConnell's guy, he wrote a so over-the-top crazed decision 
that included this. On Holy Thursday, an American mayor criminalized the communal celebration of Easter. God almighty. So, Trump is going to, what, they're, they're closing down the coronavirus task force? Because after all, I guess it's over. Jeez, that went quicker than I thought. Apparently, everything's fine. So, we don't need no task force. We don't need none of this. The fact is, is that the orange one has clearly decided he ain't going to get reelected if he is tied constantly with these daily briefings to people dying. And since they're starting to die in outrageous numbers, despite the fact that he has pretty much claimed success, the death rate um, is growing, not coming down. The number of uh, daily new cases is expanding by between 2 and 4% daily. This is across the country. And if you take the numbers from New York out, because New York, as you know, got hit early and is now truly, through mitigation, seeing a decline. If you take those declining New York numbers out and just take the rest of the country, there's no flattening. There ain't no plateau. It's slowly, inexorably rising. Cases and deaths. And so this administration has opted to close down the coronavirus task force because there's nothing to see here, folks. We're all warriors now. And, you know, after a while, warriors, they die, they die, they die, and we, we lose interest. Uh, all of these states opening up are going to be seeing spikes next month, the month after. Uh, we have the misfortune <laughs> of living in a country that has not only no leadership, but actually leadership that does not give a damn about us. It only gives a damn about getting re-elected. Trump is bored by this. He's done with it. He's finished. And so we're all supposed to be finished with it. That's it. Get on with your life. Go out there. Die. And Republican governors are doing the same. So the governor of Arizona has actually told the state's COVID-19 modeling team, which is a team of scientists from Arizona State University, who have been saying, here's what's going to happen, our models show, here's what we need to be doing, blah, blah, blah. The governor has decided they should stop. 
And so they're going to stop. And not only should they stop, but they should, I guess, give back some of the information they had or they cannot now see information that the state was sharing with them. I mean, they are hamstrung. What is going on when you have this unbelievable, deadly pandemic? You have a president who essentially has decided, fuck this, we need to get on with our lives. Get out there and die. I ain't going to. You get out there and die. And you have governors in Arizona and governors in Georgia and governors in Texas and all these governors saying, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that, too. Let's get rid of these task forces, these university scientists modeling teams. We don't need any of that because reality is not to our liking right now. So we're just going to avoid it. It's really unbelievable. Well, if I haven't been able to you know, lighten things up. I, I I do have a little bit of a surprise here in hopes that I can foist that onto somebody else to do. The somebody else being uh, Jordan Snowden, who is uh, with Pittsburgh City Paper. And uh, Jordan, are you there by any chance? I am here. Can you hear me? You bet I can. You can hear me too, I think, because you answered. Thank <laughs> you so can. much. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Are you the, what is your proper title? Is you the music editor? Um, I guess that would be correct. I, I'm a staff writer, but I focus on music and I kind of, um, I, okay. I'm the music beat and then I'm like anything that comes in music wise goes through me. So, <laughs> Well, that would explain why your piece in this week's issue of, uh, Pittsburgh City Paper, is about these wonderful, not all of them, but these wonderful uh, parody songs that people in their boredom and in their creativity are uh, are putting out there on, on YouTube. And... Um, Tell me about, I mean, did you, like, have you seen, some of them are unbelievable. I mean, some of them are professional level, um, and some are not. And, like, the ones that are not is, like, the, actually the one that you focus on. Uh, tell us about this, what, psychotherapist and her her husband. Uh, yeah, her name's Sarah. And she actually reached out to um, me and my editor, Lisa, and she saw that we had covered a few other videos um, on our site. Like, we covered one that's a parody of Lizzo, and it's um, called Bored as Hell. That one's a little bit more professional. Um, and then Lisa covered one with a couple. They covered um, a Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, I love <laughs> I went nuts when I saw that. And actually, I'm the one who sent it. To Lisa. Oh, really? Yeah, she did yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at this. So, I mean, the, <laughs> that, I mean, that really went viral and, and they've gotten, what, I think I learned from your, from your reporting that they've gotten like fan letters from Europe and all over the place. People just saying, you know, just, you made me laugh. 
Yeah, it seems like at this time, it's not only um, bringing comfort to those in Pittsburgh, it's bringing comfort to those around the world. Of course. Well, because this ain't just a Pittsburgh thing, it is a around-the-world kind of thing, so we're all going through it. So this this woman, a psychotherapist, right, she mm-hmm. she gets in touch with you to share this this song she did? Yeah, um, her name is Sarah, and the song's called Corona Blues. It's based on um, Boogie Shoes by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right. And it's... Um, <laughs> And if you watch it, it's just her and her husband in their living room with a little um, disco ball set up. There's even their dog just hanging out in the background. Um, you know what? I couldn't tell what that was. I, I thought I saw some movement on the couch yeah. behind them initially. And I thought, did I? Did that thing move or is that a um, – I, I couldn't – the dog sort of is sleeping through the whole thing, right? Yeah, he seems to be totally unfazed by them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, like theirs, it's cute, you know, mm-hmm. it's cute. But she was saying that the reason she did it and she was able to talk her husband into it is really, I mean, why? She needed to, I guess. Yeah, um, so she, something she tells her clients is that um, you need to find moments of joy. Um, <laughs> you need to realize things in your life that you can control and you can't control. Like this pandemic is obviously something that none of us can control. Um, But finding something that makes you happy or having a creative outlet is something that you can control. And then she realized that she was telling her clients this, but wasn't actually doing that herself. And she was starting to feel um, like sad. And she said, quote, like she hit a wall, um, like an emotional wall during uh, the stay at home order. So she convinced her husband to be like, hey, I'm telling, like, practice what you preach, so to say. Like, I'm telling people to try to find something fun to do, and I'm not doing it. So make this video with me. And I can't believe he was a good sport. I mean, they, you could, and you, what's wonderful about their video, because it's very, it's like if I did one. I mean, you know, they, they don't have great voices. They're not, you know, the lyrics are not super wonderful. But what you see are two people, um, you know, just stuck together, and mm-hmm. they end and getting out of their comfort zone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're having fun. And I thought really the cutest thing is that on the YouTube they 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 they, um, they put some of the outtakes on of them. You oh, know, yeah. that's the best part. <laughs> Yeah, like their energy of them having fun is like palpable. And then they didn't care enough. Um, not sure if they didn't care enough. But yeah, they got out of their comfort zone and was willing to be silly in front of people. But they even included the bloopers at the end, which I, I think is the best part. <laughs> it is. And, you know, actually, bloopers almost always are the best part. You know, when you see a movie <laughs> and if you stay through the credits and sometimes you get – you, you get a bunch of wondrous bloopers. Always the best part. I've always maintained that what's on the cutting room floor is the best stuff and certainly the funniest stuff. Mm-hmm. So, well, this was, you know, we all need it. And I, you know, I, I, the news is so just uniformly horrific that people like, like those two and the other couple that I, you know, went nuts about people, and we have one here. I don't know if you saw one of one of our um, listeners put together a wonderful uh, bit on uh, a parody of Bob Dylan's uh, "Subterranean Homesick 
blues, although you're so young, you might not know that one. Um, I don't know that song, but I haven't seen that video. I'll have to check it out. Okay, well, I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah. because it's 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 actually it's on my face. If you go to the show's Facebook page, it's on there, and it is funny and very clever. So one of the nice things for those of us who just are um, seeing this stuff, listening to it, is these are people giving us some joy, right? Some some laughter. Mm-hmm. God bless them. And God bless you for keeping working and um, being out there. Um, are you working on anything interesting right now just to get ahead of things? Um, yeah, a local artist. Um, she's in a band, musician, I guess I should say. Um, she's in a band called Essentialishing with her family, and she just put out a book. Uh, so I'm kind of writing about how she's balancing both. So people come up forward to that. Well, I know these are tough, tough, tough times for all of us, but especially tough for people who are artists and mm-hmm. who, you know, musicians, because uh, they need uh, they need an audience. That's the way that business model works, and um, it's really, really tough. So. Thank you very much, Jordan, for taking a little time out to um, to tell us about uh, that item in Pittsburgh City Paper. This issue is really interesting. It's a wonderful cover of um, yeah, I think a Muslim. Yeah, the stories of a whole. So, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, pick it up or see it online because there's some wonderful, wonderful stuff. And Jordan, stay well. You too, and thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Bye. 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 (laughs) So, guys, I have two things that I'm saving. Do you remember? I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one to say this, but do you remember back in, um, this goes way back. It'd have to go back to the, oh, my, 80s? The Wendy's commercial, Where's the Beef? Where's the Beef? It even made its way into a presidential uh, campaign, right? Was it Walter Mondale? Walter Mondale, who uh, another Democratic candidate who lost. Uh, Walter Mondale, who used it, right? Where's the Beef? I can't even remember what the context was. But... Wendy's doesn't have beef. So, I mean, for Wendy's, where's the beef? Wendy's to actually probably have customers rolling up to their drive-thru and saying, where's the beef? They ran out. Because, again, of our, you know, these meatpacking plants. Can you imagine what horrific places those must be? Um, if you look at where you don't want to be in this uh, pandemic, you don't want to be in a meatpacking plant in the United States. You don't want to be in a nursing home. You don't want to be in a prison. There was a a woman's prison in Louisiana where they tested all of the inmates And I think 98% of them 
tested positive. Unbelievable. But you just got to love the irony of um, of Wendy's with that long ago slogan, where's the beef of literally not having beef. And still staying on the culinary front. Murder hornets, right? Americans never heard of them, and we heard of them just this week. A lot of people suggesting it was a way to distract again from the virus. But these are nasty, scary. I mean, if I saw one, I'd drop dead. They're two inches long. I'm scared of a little honeybee. I cannot imagine. And their sting apparently is, their stinger is so huge, it goes through layers and layers of clothing. So the Japanese have been living with these murder hornets uh, for, ever since they can remember, they've been part of the environment there. And one of the things they do with them, other than avoid them, is they hunt them. I mean, they literally hunt them. They track them to their nests, which can have as many as a thousand hornets. I mean, this is dangerous hunting. They also have nests underground. Um, and they lure these hornets out and grab them. Why? Because, well, I'll just give you this one recipe. <laughs> the grubs are often preserved in jars, pan-fried, or steamed with rice. The full-sized adult murder hornets are pierced onto skewers and fried stinger and all until the carapace, is that how it's pronounced, becomes light and crunchy. Now, it is said that when you drop one of these things down your gullet, they leave a warm, tingling sensation. <laughs> God! Also, they are seen as a pleasant snack and an invigorating ingredient in drinks. Live hornets are sometimes drowned in one of their distilled beverages that the Japanese life shows to. And as they're dying, the drowning hornets release their venom into the liquor. And then they store the liquor until it turns a dark shade of amber, and then you drink it. The venom apparently giving a real kick. 
I'm just saying. So you don't have to be all that afraid of these things. We'll be eating them before it's over. Getting drunk with them before it's over. Do I have a caller? Hello? Hello? Yeah, this is Kurt in Swissdale. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Hey, I got two things. One, I looked up the quote by your judge. Ah, uh, what said, was it? Due to the meatpacking, though, that's where Brown County got the COVID-19 flare. It wasn't just the regular folks in Brown County. There it is. It wasn't just the regular. In other just words, it wasn't regular. just the real people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably more stupid than it is racist. I think what she was saying was, well, why should I, quote, punish the whole community with a stay-at-home order when the virus is really only out at the at the plant and that's not inhabited by the, the general population? So it's stupid because, well, where do the plant workers live except in the general population? And they're going to bring it home and spread it around and you should try and contain it with a stay-at-home order. But I don't yeah. know if she was really... Being oh, you're too I kind. She, she, I am. I'm. Kind and of, what's her uh, name? She has the weirdest name. Oh, let's see. I, I, I did not see. You didn't see it. Yet. Uh, I still have it open. Let me. Yep, I'm, Patience. Oh yeah, it is a weird name. Patience <laughs> Rogensack. R o g g e n sack. Patience D Rogensack. Patience. B. Roggensack? Yeah, R-O-G-G-E-N-S-A-C-K. Yeah, I don't know what Roggen... B is just an initial. So it's Patience Roggensack. God almighty. Maybe having a name like that just made her mean in life. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it could happen. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, but on on songs, there was uh, one of the parody songs I heard, which really isn't all that memorable as a man or woman doing one uh, parody on it's Baby It's Cold Outside called Baby It's COVID Outside, which was kind of cute, but not all that memorable, but they had a little banter back and forth in the lead in into the song. And the guy says something like, well, you know what that one woman on TV said? And the wife says, what woman? And he said, oh, I don't remember her name, but you know, that woman that wears the tablecloth around her neck. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Burks. I thought that was the best line. I love it. <laughs> Where's the tablecloth? <laughs> you know, and it's just the kind of banter that people of a certain age have. I can't, I can't remember her name, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. And you sent me this, uh, Barbara Streisand has come out with a, oh, right? yeah. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. Yeah. What's the name of it? She's got a. She wrote uh, and performs a song. Set like what is it called? Don't lie to us. Don't no. lie to me. Don't, Don't lie, lie to me. me. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who that's about. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a very heavy little song, and it's got all. When you, I mean, it. Uh, when you watch the music video with it, she's got all this imagery of Trump and his lies and. Yeah. One of my favorites is she talks about, you know, everything we work for is being undone. And the graphic, it starts with uh, with a picture of the Lincoln Memorial, and then it turns upside down, and a Confederate flag comes on top of it. Oh, it's right. One of, the, one of right. the best ones, I think. But there's a lot right. of that kind of stuff in there. Yeah, right. She's obviously pissed off. <laughs> well, I... 
Well, uh, I think I can understand. God almighty. Well, thanks uh, for uh, all of Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope you're right that Trump chose the music, because otherwise somebody in that mask factory is going to get fired, probably. I know, I know. I think he had to have chosen I mean, their, their people had to have chosen it. There's too much control that is exerted in these uh, events. So um, that's my yeah. guess. It's anyway. been just luck that the radio, the radio station <laughs> happened to be playing that at the time, too. But uh, I, don't know if some, I don't know if somebody picked it or if it was luck or what. But Whatever, but it was, yeah. Live or let die. Or is it live and let die? Live and let die. Yeah, live and, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, right. it, was, it, was, it was a version of it. It was wings, right. but it was a version of it done by Guns N' Roses. That's the way it was. In, okay. Kurt, thank you. All righty. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Little Tony says about eating the hornets. That's hilarious, but I think I'll pass. Yeah, I'm with you, Tony. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, the uh, Allegheny County reports come out. Uh, again, these numbers are just bullshit. 1,394 confirmed cases in Allegheny County. And I think two more deaths than yesterday, 111 uh, confirmed uh, deaths. So be careful out there. Uh, unfortunately, we are sharing this country with a bunch of frigging fools. And, um, and some of those frigging fools have positions of extraordinary power. And uh, they are going to have us all killed. I don't know what you think you were, but you have been told by your president, you are a warrior. And you know what warriors do. Yeah. Too often. They get killed. But it's for the greater good. It's for the shareholders. Okay? And speaking of shareholders, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of uh, this little item, which was in the Washington Post. I'll just give you the headline. U.S. companies cut thousands of workers while continuing to reward shareholders during the pandemic. Just five American companies paid out $700 million to shareholders last month while cutting people's livelihoods and closing their plants. And let me just name a few names of these companies because you might not want to buy their product. Caterpillar. Levi Strauss, Stanley Black and Decker. When did they merge? Stanley Black and Decker. And the World Wrestling Entertainment and uh, office furniture manufacturer Steel Case. So as thousands of their workers are filing unemployment benefits, these companies are writing checks 
to the rich. And giving money to their CEOs. It's unbelievable. I mean, when you read this stuff, you think, how how awful must these people be? As I said before, capitalism, which is the religion of America, not Christianity. Capitalism is the religion. And it is a brutal religion. And unlike most religions, it has nothing to do with morals. It has nothing whatsoever to do with ethical consideration. It is only about money. So, that's that. All right, guys, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I feel done. So, um, I think I better go. I'll see you again tomorrow. God, I got to get my snowsuit out again. I mean, I got my snowmobile outfit. Not that I ever had one. Yeah, it's friggin' freezing. And apparently, I'm going to have to drag all these damn flowers in. Anyway, goodbye. You don't need to hear me moaning and groaning. Uh, Be safe. Be well. Try not to go start raving mad. Okay? I know. I'm working on it, too. Bye. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertising.